Hey guys, and welcome to episode two of the Topic Tacklers. I'm Liam Dunlop, and I'm with Shane Bryant. How's it going, everyone? Uh, welcome back. This is episode two, and uh, we're going to tack- tackle some topics about uh, this current NBA season and some award predictions as well as final predictions this All-Star weekend. And uh, what else, Liam? Uh, we're also going to talk about Blake Griffin going to the Brooklyn Nets. Right. And if teams can win without having multiple superstars going through their own drafting processes and all that so as we start off we'll we'll start with the award predictions and the the main award obviously MVP who you got Shane well to be honest I thought I was a given this year and I'm gonna I'm still gonna go with this person even though he actually did injure himself today we literally just saw it on the TV um and it's Joel Embiid, or Joel Embiid, however you want to pronounce it. He is having an absolute monstrous year. He's averaging uh, over 30 points, um, 11 rebounds, I believe, and just a nice easy three assists or whatever, which he normally averages. Um, but the fact that he can put his size into such a new dynamic of the system that Doc Rivers has established in um, Philadelphia there, I think that he definitely deserves the MVP nod this year. Though, like I said, he did hurt his leg, so we'll see how that impacts it. But just the fact alone that he has increased his average points per game by six points from his career average to this season's average alone is completely impressive in my opinion. That's why I think he should get the MVP this year. Yeah, such a big guy that can go out and shoot 42% from three-point range. That is crazy. He shoots better than his own point guard, which isn't saying much because he has Ben Simmons as a point guard. But he shoots 86% from the free-throw line. So you can't hack him. It's not like he's a player where, oh, it's going down to end time. Let's hack the center. No, he's one of the best free-throw shooting players in the league, and he's a center. So, yeah, Joel Abid is absolutely incredible. Um, I'm going to choose him as well. I just think the way he can go from, he plays both ends of the floor so well. He can, as I said, go down, shoot the big three, shoot the big shot to win the game, or he can make the big block. He can make the big steal and he can just, he can defend from top to bottom. He is a little bit slow to guard some of the quicker guys in the league, but I've seen him get posted up and try to do a little bit of an ISO play on Joel and he just doesn't he just laughs at it. He's like, I can take this guy. It doesn't matter if he can run by me. Well, that's what I think I like the the uh I guess I like the most about Joel Embiid and really like the big men in the NBA today is like you're not really get getting too many of like the Shaquille O'Neal's and like the pure dunkers and exactly what you were saying like, "Oh, we can slash this guy. He'll go to the foul line. He's going to brick him," right? No no worries like that. Um but like you were saying, with Joel Embiid, he just has so much skill overall all around the court. Um, so we should uh, – we'll move on to the next one then and uh, go Defensive Player of the Year. So what are you thinking for that, Liam? Uh, defensive Player is a little bit interesting this year because you can either go based on – like if you're going based on like rebounds per game, Clint Capella is 14.5 rebounds per game. But you can't just go by that. I'm just going – I'm going by all around – defensive player if i if i choose one player to play defense all day for me i gotta go Giannis. 
I think Giannis is the best defensive player in the in the world. And he's he's always going to be up for MVP his whole career. Giannis is the definition of I will guard your best player. I will shut them down. We've seen him do it against everyone. We've seen him do it against LeBron. We've seen let him seen him do it against Steph Curry. We've seen we've seen him do it against everybody in the league that's in the All Star game. Even in the All Star game, he shuts he puts the clamps down. He guards one to five so well. He's so long. He gets his blocks, and he's just such a smart defensive player. He did and, win it last year too. Yeah, and he won defensive player and MVP last and year. MVP. So how do, how do you go against him? That's a very good point. Uh, for me, I do agree with you. <clears throat> for me, I do agree with you. Uh, but I mean, for the sake of defensive player of the year, I I'm gonna have to go with Ben Simmons. It's a little bit of a reach. I think, but uh, and I feel like I'm a 76ers fan right now. I know, right? But with just with his style of play and what he has done this year compared to the last few years since he's been in the league is just so high level. Like he is guarding the best of the best now. He's shutting down Kawhi Leonard. He's shutting down um, Russell Westbrook. He's shutting down James Harden, and he even shut down Steph Curry that one game too. But regardless, I think that he is put in his mind that he is no longer the scorer of his team like no one wants you to see and drive you like you drive dunks anymore man no one cares stop shooting your threes like you're not going to be put on youtube for every three-point shot you make anymore get your defensive skills in place which i think he has and he's locking like i said he's locking the best players out and he's taking them completely off their game and it's just unfortunate that you don't see that in the stat sheet if we're going to talk like defensive player in the world though we got to say Rudy Gobert because he literally shut down the entire NBA last year at this time. Well, exactly. He's the obvious pick, right? That's the thing. He's won, what, two? I think he's won three, two or three, yeah. Two. He's won at least two. Back-to-back, he actually yeah. won as well. Um, he's definitely the obvious choice. What do they call him? This still Stifle Tower. Stifle Tower. Yeah. I like it. I like it. But I don't know. Let's change it up. I want to see some Ben Simmons on that for the Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, I don't hate that call at all. Yeah, Ben Simmons, because he's such a tall point guard, it's so strange because they're like, oh, yeah, we can blow back by this guy. He's six foot nine. He's like Magic Johnson in a sense because he's so tall and he can just, he's so rangy. But yeah, he needs to work on that offensive game. Well, that's just it. I think, too, that he still needs to kind of gear down a little bit, realize like you're not the all star, man. Like you had so much hype going into the draft. You're a great player, but. There's better people on this team, um, Joel Embiid, like we're saying, for MVP. So just take a backseat a little bit and play your game. He did make the All-Star game. He did, yes. But um, they both did. So it's just a, a sweet little team they got going on in Philadelphia. But, yeah, Defensive Player of the Year, 100%. I would, I would, I would put Simmons in my top three for sure. But yeah, he just needs to be a point guard sometimes and he needs to have the confidence to be like, I'm going to take the last shot. But he just doesn't exactly. have it, man. No, he doesn't. And and it, he's only averaging seven rebounds, seven assists. Um, I forget how many points. Uh, but I mean, y- like for defense play of the year too, you got to get you got to get those rebounds up. You have to get a little bit of your stat sheet up because it's not just all about like no one not everyone's going to look behind that, right? Some people only look at stats and say, 
although this guy sucks or this guy's good. But let's move on to the next one. Rookie of the year. This was a hard one coming into the season because we didn't really get a March Madness. We didn't really get to see these players before, like in a senior season in college. And one of the guys, there's a, there's a couple, there's a, there's a, there's a couple that are starting for their teams, but there's one guy we were talking about before the show. He's just, he's been a, a head and shoulders above everyone else. You yeah. know, he's tiny. I, I don't even want, I don't even really want to say his name because I was not into him at all going into the draft. I thought he was way overhyped. I thought he was going to be a bust, but Lomelo ball is absolutely dominating this league right now for a rookie. He is, st- he's in his, he's starting lineup, right? He's starting for the Hornets. He got drafted, what, third overall? 100% should have got drafted first. He should have got drafted over James Wiseman and Anthony Edwards. I don't care what people say, like, oh, you need to, like, fit your team or whatever, like, what your team needs and stuff. You got that type of draft, and you have LaMelo Ball, who is absolutely killing it. He broke, he just broke a record. Uh, a 60-year record. He is the only rookie to average most points, most rebounds, most assists, and I think it's like most steals. One of those oddball on their team things for the entire rookies for the season. Wow. So he's number one ranked in all of them up until the All Star break. It hasn't happened in 60 years, and he's number one ranked for all rookies up until the All Star break. So yeah, I don't know. It's a shoe in, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't see anyone else. I'm just looking at rookie stats right now. Anthony Edwards is quietly averaging 15, but and Tyrese Halliburton is actually doing well too. Like they're putting up points. James Wiseman too is he's averaging over double digits. I mean, he's a center, but the draft wasn't bad. Just Lamelo Ball's better. He's better than all of them. He's yeah. been acting better, but he also has been giving more opportunities. Yeah, he's the starting point guard on the Hornets for sure. Um, yeah, he's averaging sixteen, six, and six. So how do you how do you go against him? And, he, and they're they're playing well. The Hornets are good. They're actually a fun team to watch. They got those bright new jerseys, like the little bit of a throwback yeah. jerseys, and they're actually really nice. I I actually I didn't want I didn't want to like him. His dad ruined him and Lonzo for me. I agree. They're just annoying. Because he's like, yo, my son, I can beat Jordan. My son could beat LeBron. This guy, uh, it's it's bad. Like, it's just annoying. But look, look what kind of, his sons are both playing well. Lonzo's playing well in New Orleans. And in Charlotte, he LaMelo's playing well as well. So What about LaAnthony? Yeah, LaAnthony had, what, a 10-day contract with the Pistons and before the 10 days. Who cares? Bro. Anthony stole in China and got kicked out of UCLA. <laughs> yeah. Come he, on, bro. He's the he's the dud. You're you're a rich kid. Like, why do you need to steal in China? It's just so stupid, man. Um, but yeah, LaMelo Ball, good for him. Like, he's really showing up and he's he's making his dad kind of look smart, which is so hard to do because LeVar Ball every time he's on television, you're just like, "I want to punch this guy in the face." <laughs> you know? Okay, last award we're going to talk about on this episode is going to be a coach of the year. We were talking about this before the show, and it, it's it's not a runaway. This one's definitely it, not a runaway. It, it definitely isn't. It's not. Um, I'm actually going to let you go first on this one because it's 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 tough. To, it's a tough tough one this year. 
If if you were to guess right now, what do you think the record for the Phoenix Suns is, Shane? Um, okay, they played thirty six like, games. Yeah, they played thirty. I know they're doing well too, so I'm gonna guess thirty so thirty six games. I'm just gonna go with twenty three wins. They have twenty five wins. Oh, that's not they're twenty five and eleven, and this is their starting lineup. Okay, obviously Chris Paul, All Star. Devin Booker, future all-star, future superstar. Jay Crowder, Mikhail Bridges, and obviously Deontay Ayton, very young, s- strong center. But if you're 25-11 and 11 on a five-game win streak with Mikhail Bridges and Jay Crowder on your starting lineup, you're doing something right. So I'm going to give my vote to Monty Williams. That's a good pick, man. Like... I don't see them going far in the playoffs, to be honest with you. But playoffs don't matter for Coach of the Year. It does not. No, it really doesn't. Because look at Mike D'Antoni. He's got tons of Coach of the Years, and he sucks at the playoffs. <laughs> um, uh, this is a tough one, honestly. I don't want to um, ride on the 76ers so much, even though I do like Doc Rivers as a coach. But I think this year, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to throw it out there, and it's going to be a wild one. I'm going Steve Nash. Okay. First year, coach of the year. He's got an unreal team, and we'll talk a little about that later. An unreal team um, underneath him right now. He is almost – he kind of reminds me of, like, the Steve Kerr to Steph Curry's um, – Warriors team and Steve Kerr did actually say in an interview once too he said about Steve Kerr or about Stephen Curry that you can't coach him like he is almost uncoachable you have like you see him with the ball and you're thinking in your head like he shouldn't be doing this and then he sinks a three and you're like oh okay um so I think kind of Steve Nash is in that position as well he's around so much talent that ego so much ego too too. that so if you can coach through that that's just it right and i think steve nash is kind of the person that like also isn't super egotistic so he can hopefully dull him down and he doesn't know that he needs to be up there with the drama and everything and exactly what i was trying to say or what i was uh, saying before is he doesn't really need to coach these guys they know what they're doing they've had they've all had playoff experience kevin Durant has two rings like, and what else? Who else is in their lineup right now? Joe Joe Harris. Okay. Yeah, for now. A veteran. Yeah, for now. Because, so because when we get back to it, they're gonna have a starting lineup of Irving, Harden, Durant, Griffin, Jordan. Yeah. So does yeah. that hurt the coach of the year candidacy that you have all those superstars and you're expected to win? Or does it help him because you have all this ego? You got to give the like. There's only one ball to share through all these guys. So does that help or does that hurt Steve Nash's chances? I think it helps him at the end of the day. I think well, the ball handling will be an issue on that team regardless. Um, but I think it does help it. I mean, is there such thing as too much talent? No, but we've seen teams like this not win. Oh, exactly. Oh, yeah. And it's happened a lot, actually. Um, 
That reminds me of Kobe's Lakers when they lost to the Celtics that one year. <laughs> they yeah. should have won. But um, let's move into our next topic then. Yeah, so yeah, I agree. So as we just talked about, Blake Griffin got um, asked for a release, and now he just got picked up by said Brooklyn Nets. So as I was just saying, Irving, Harden, Kevin Durant, Blake Griffin, and DeAndre Jordan. Can teams win nowadays without multiple superstars? And I say no. 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 And I'm not going to rebuttal with you for the case of the podcast because I think it's a clear no. You need more you need more than two superstars now you need three i mean i'm gonna say the lakers kind of got away with it last year with having pretty much lebron and anthony davis shortened season bubble exactly right like that's just it so yeah i no i don't think so you need at least two superstars and there's no way in today's nba that you're going to draft two amazing superstars or sorry more than two amazing superstars without having to bring in help i was doing some research before because i knew we were going to talk about one of we were going to tackle one of these topics and it was going to be i just wanted to look up when was the last time like the main starting five in the playoffs for a championship team were all drafted by said team i have no idea i would think like Probably, I would think like probably in the last like twenty years, I would think maybe fifteen years. I think so. I was looking through all these rosters. There's a couple where it's like, well, they were undrafted, but then they played for a couple teams. Then the Spurs picked right. them up, like oh, the Spurs, yeah. like a Bruce Bowen, because they didn't draft him, but then he played for like a couple seasons. Then he became a star, like a defensive stud for the Spurs. So they're on like the teetering. They're on like the border of drafted all their guys but there's nobody in the 2000s really there's nobody in the 2000s and even the 90s true. because obviously chicago well yeah they ended up picking up rodman at the end of theirs and yeah. they they had a bunch of different guys they had a lot of yeah they shipped out a lot of guys well when jordan left for that one year it kind of yeah look how bad they were <laughs> and he came back and he kind of redeveloped it right yeah brought in who he wanted especially rodman because obviously those early 2000s lakers team had Shaq. He's came from the Magic. Yeah, well, exactly. The Spurs, they're close. Like they, they have were, guys that weren't truly drafted by them, but they weren't even drafted by anyone. No, no. Detroit. Rasheed Wallace came over. Um, Miami the first time. Shaq. Yeah, Shaq. <laughs> Spurs. Spurs. Um, Celtics, the Celtics. Obviously, the big three. Or Garnett in. The Lakers had Ron Artest, who obviously didn't start out there. No. Or Meta World Peace in the second year that they won in a row. Dallas Mavericks. Uh, Tyson Chandler wasn't from originally from the Mavericks. Um, the Obviously, the Miami Heat, big three, Bosh and LeBron. Oh, yeah. And obviously not. That, and I think that's when you start getting into those teams that are just put together. Yep. Like And, and like what you were saying was – with like the the Pistons, like the Celtics and stuff, they brought in one guy, they brought in two guys, whatever. Now, like the big three, like yeah, Wade was there, but you're bringing in two superstars, and then you're bringing in veterans. You're bringing in Ray Allen, like you're bringing in like these crazy wingers, man. You're not just rocking Duncan Parker, Ginobili, guys that are gonna chase a ring too. So we're seeing like those guys that could be making 
15 million dollars like a boogie cousins or a david west but they're taking the vet minimum just because they're chasing a ring yeah so you're having a a borderline all-star sitting seventh spot on your bench making 2.3 million (laughs) dollars when he could be a starting center starting power forward on let's just let's just throw a random team out there like orlando magic or the hawks or the yeah atlanta hawks because they're garbage um, they, they just beat the Raptors, like yeah, that by was one point, by a buzzer beater. That doesn't count. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, people are gonna chase rings. Yeah, and it, well, and I was I was texting you about this earlier. I was saying, do the players own the league now? Because we're seeing it throughout the league. We see it with um, PJ Tucker on the Rockets. Oh, we're bad now. I don't want to play for a bad yeah. team. I want out. Yeah, they just and they're just like, they just can you buy them. me out? Yeah, yeah sure. We'll get rid of you. Do yeah. you really think the Pistons wanted to get rid of Blake Griffin? No. No, but at the same time, Blake Griffin has underperformed since he's gone to Detroit. He became injury prone. Like his left knee or whatever has been just riddled. He went from averaging like over 20 points in LA to I think the, his first season in Detroit was like 15 points and then like 12 on a injury riddled season now he was back to like 15 so like they probably didn't want to release him but at the same point like where do you cut your loss but then it does go to or correlate with your question like do the players start to run the league and i think they do because even though blake griffin is play or is performing like subpar I mean, you invested money into him. And honestly, you didn't really build a team around him. You just brought him in and expect him to do good. And you even shipped out that the other center. Andre um, Drummond. Andre Drummond. So, like, I don't know. I don't know what they were expecting, but to answer your question, the players definitely run the league. Like, I think Kevin Durant was one of the perfect examples of it. You don't even have to buy out of a contract to run the league. You can demand a trade. Yeah, you can demand a trade and just sit. Yes. Look what Anthony Davis did. He's yeah. just he's like, I'm not playing. No. Yeah. What? What do you mean? You I'm mean? hurt. What do you mean? Yeah, I'm yeah, hurt? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He even sat the star game that week. I stubbed my toe. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, come on. I don't know. Um, a big thing I want to say about the whole players running the league stance of it. Okay, LeBron James mysteriously goes to Detroit. They're at the bottom right. of the East. They're ten and twenty seven. Yeah. How many jerseys does he sell? How many tickets does he sell when he's top of the league? When permitted fans are allowed back how much revenue does one can one player bring to a organization well like someone like lebron you you can bring half the country but like do you think a superstar do you think blake griffin sells a lot of jerseys no did he back in the clippers days 100 percent, he did but then well age he, catches up exactly and now he's chasing a ring That's so right. he, he gets to that to that position in his career too um i think i personally think it was a good signing or by like i i think the whole let's start at the beginning i think the whole thing is bogus i think the whole buyout asking for a buyout is absolutely ridiculous like if you want out of the team you should ask for a trade i think yeah at least at least the other team can get something back for yeah you. exactly like That's you're just not, it like i wonder if there's any like dead cap or anything like that. I don't know. Well, like, even building the super teams, too. Like, that's what, that's what I guess, the the one thing I'm kind of going to 
debate against myself here is I don't like how Blake Griffin can just go and get bought out and then join a, an already super team, right? And he, yeah, okay, he's not going to be the part of the big three or, like, whatever. But, man, like, they just got Blake Griffin. Like, he's a, like, or uh, a past first overall draft pick. Like, you know what I mean? He was, he was, like, one of the best players in the NBA. When he got drafted and he made that dunk, and I remember he hit his head off the side <laughs> of the backboard. Yeah. Like, ever since then, the world has loved that guy. Him in the dunk contest, jumping over the car. Yeah, that was a good one. He's that was cool, a big sponsorship, man. too. He's I cool. liked it. And yeah, the Kia thing. Then he ended up work getting money with Kia, right? Exactly. So smart. He is smart, but I don't I don't like that. I don't like how you can get bought out and then just choose to go. I, I kind of like how when LA got Anthony Davis, like they traded a chunk away. They traded draft picks. They traded money. They traded like four players. Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart. Yeah, and Lonzo like some Ball. good players. Those are good right? players. Yeah, like they're Look at how Brandon really Ingram well. is now. Brandon yeah, Ingram made the All-Star got, team last year. And he just got most improved player last yeah. year as well. So, I mean, look what happened to Siakam after he got most improved player. Uh, mm. We don't got know. Paid. But, well, he did get paid. And he got a ring. So, But I I think, to, uh, to answer your question shortly, yes, players definitely run the league. It, it sucks, but that's just that's how it's going to be nowadays. And it's like that with almost every sport. But, yeah, let's go back a little bit. Talking about dunk contests. Another topic I want to tackle is, did you watch, like, All-Star Weekend was brutal this year. Oh, yeah. It was absolutely awful. I watched um, a lot of it in my peripherals, I'm not going to lie, but I feel like I wasted a lot of time, like, tuning into it because, well, so, starting on Thursday, I don't know what the heck that was with the rappers and stuff. That was awful. Um, then Quavo's Friday. sick though. Okay, cool. Quavo balls. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then with and then Friday was like I don't even know, man. I didn't even know what the it was the, just like the them doing a horse, like a big horse game. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I didn't really watch any of that. Yeah. So then with the All Star Weekend, like I looked at the lineups, the dunk contest was not looking good. I mean, I I saw the highlights and I can't even really pronounce the guy who won um but like it it was kind of lackluster this year i kind of want your take on it um but i just want to say one more thing too like i think the highlight of the all-star weekend and it normally isn't for me it was the all-star game because it actually was pretty good but we'll actually discuss that like a little bit more i want to hear your take on like the dunk the three-point the skills um because to me they were just they weren't that good, man. The one big thing for NBA is the All-Star Weekend and usually their All-Star Saturday where they get all the meme-worthy highlights. The meme, the gifts where it's like, oh my God, this guy threw on a uh, a cape. This guy threw, jumped over new Bulls kid or um, Taco Fall. I liked when the guy blew out the cupcake Yeah, Gerald the Green. That, that was, was really a good cool. one. But yes, I, I agree. But they couldn't get that because the dunk contest was during halftime. Everything was on the Sunday. So Steph Curry won the three-point contest. But then he had to play in the All-Star game. Mm-hmm. So it was just it was just wasn't the same for me. Steph Curry obviously is going to win. If he's in the three-point contest, 
good luck when that guy finds his stroke. You're not going to beat him. No, that it's like that would be like putting prime LeBron James in the dunk contest. Yeah, that's why I never did it. You're not winning. No, you're not winning. Um, the dunk contest. Yeah, as you said, there was like one little worthy moment where the one guy recreated uh, Tracy McGrady's dunk from oh, yeah. 2000, but he didn't even wear the right jersey. He oh. wore the the white pinstripe jersey instead of that the purple jersey that him and Vince were wearing. Oh, like they the got purple the, their and black good. ones. Yeah. yeah. So he didn't wear the right jersey, so that completely ruined that for me. Anthony Simons, the, the dunk contest is dead. There's nothing yeah. else you can do that excites me. I don't know when it went downhill, but I think it was when they started to develop. It actually was when the Raptors started losing the dunk contest because they changed it up the one year. I think it was Terrence Ross or whoever was after him that won. Um, and they changed it up. And I think like Paul George ended up winning or something or like John Wall. I think it was Paul George. And it ended up being like a two round thing and it was just like so bogus and everything and everything's a 50 and it, oh yeah exactly <laughs> and then since then um it's just been what the Aaron Gordon show and, that was awesome and now what is it three three nobodies like yeah Amphernay Simons was the winner this year um i think he was he's been averaging like 7 to 10 minutes a game so they were just like, hey, can you show up to, uh, can you come to Atlanta for what? Oh, we want you to dunk. Okay. Yeah, he just partied the whole time. Yeah, he's just probably like, yeah, partied without a mask and just chilled. And yeah. But he did win though, right? Yeah, he, he won. won the dunk. So that's a win, yeah. He beat Obi Toppin, who was a highly touted. He was supposed to go first overall, but yeah. he he was the, he's the rookie out of Dayton. And the skills contest was actually quite fun because they're like, Oh, these little guys are going to just, they're way quicker. They're going to run right through everyone. And they're going to just, there's no way these big guys can hit the three at the end and run faster and make right. the pass. The final was Nikola Vucevic, a seven foot one center from the Orlando magic <laughs> versus Dionis Sabonis, who plays for the Indiana Pacers as a power forward. He's an absolute beast. I actually love, I like Sabonis a lot. Sabonis' skills are just amazing. And we're literally, we're literally watching him. Yeah. We we got them. We got the Pacers Lakers game on the TV right now. So we're just watching Sabonis. We Ray, when we were talking about him, he actually dropped the ball. And um, so it was them in the final and you, you can hear the commentary team. They're like, what? Who would have bet that if I bet $1,000 on this? You know how rich I'd be and stuff like that. And uh, Sabonis ended up winning. And they were both just pooched at the end. They couldn't hit the final three shot. It took them like five chances. But they were hitting the first time every time. And that was the best part for me. And then the All-Star game, I tuned into the first half of the All-Star game because in the second half, it just ends up being like a low-key like highlight fest. Oh, yeah, exactly. But... I've never seen a, a stat line like Giannis's. Oh, my goodness. Like, it looked like the guy was trying to clutch the Eastern final or something. <laughs> he he didn't miss. He literally didn't miss. He went 16 for 16. He went 4 for 4 from 3, which is weird for him. He's not normally yeah, known as a three-point shooter. And he won the Kobe Bryant All-Star MVP. And, yeah, as you were saying earlier, the, the highlight of the whole weekend was the All-Star game. And it showed how dominant team LeBron was like he drafted a beautiful team. Oh yeah. I think everyone knew off the bat too, when he drafted that 
Team Durant just wasn't like I what I think he drafted like Harden second overall or Irving second overall yeah, or third teammates, overall. Right? Yeah, I don't give a I don't give a <laughs> shit if your teammates man like you draft the best players yeah. for the All Star game. Yeah, but regardless, it was a dunk fest, splash fest, how it normally is. There's like a ridiculous amount of deep threes, and to close it off, that Damian Lillard three-pointer like literally from the logo was absolutely disgusting it was so good and i don't know if you saw it but steph curry actually started celebrating like before he even went up for the shot he knew it was over i love when they just turn around and shoot and um what did you think about the jerseys oh the jerseys were awesome i don't like the low i don't like the sponsorship logo no like the Too kia big. or whatever um but i liked it i think they're back to like the cleanness like they're not trying to go overboard like everything was just nice and simple you got yellow and you got blue with a nice little stripe logo on the front or whatever and then small numbers um when i think like four years ago we had like the whole thing painted in stars and like what it was like blue on the front and white on the back and it just looked ridiculous i i like these a lot and they're going back normal what uh? What is your take on them? Yeah, I liked them. I, I thought they were super clean. I liked how they have the little all-star game on the back that tells how many all-star games they've been to. And uh, another thing about jerseys, another ta- t- uh, topic I want to tackle is they just came out with the, the earned jerseys. So if you guys don't know, the earned jerseys are a third or fourth or fifth jersey for some of these teams that make the playoffs. So the 16 teams that make the playoffs – they get another alternate jersey that they can put out for sale and that they'll wear a certain amount of times. Some of them are super nice. Some of them are super, super clean. The Raptors have like the the purple with the black. I yeah. like that one. That one's it, super it's clean. It's like going back to the old school McGrady and Vince Carter like you were saying. But then there's some that I don't even know what they – they didn't even change them. The, the Mavericks one looks normal to me. Well, look at the Celtics one as well. It's like – I'm pretty sure they used those in the playoffs last year. Yeah, same with the <laughs> Mavericks, same like with the, the Lakers. Thing, the Nuggets as well. Like it's just their logo on the front, which yeah, that is different, but pretty lackluster in some of them. But I do like the Raptors. I like the uh, the Pacers ones and the Rockets ones are pretty fresh too. Yeah, the Pacers are going back to like the Reggie Miller days with the pinstripes. Yeah, sweet. I like that a lot. Um, but, so if if you guys don't know, just look them up. Just look up uh, earned edition uniforms for the nba so you know what what you're talking about i like that the oklahoma city thunder ones a lot actually too yeah it's super sweet and it's like it's just like a dark blue with like a light blue trim and it just it just rips thunder right at you (laughs) (laughs) pun intended um yeah but other than that they're they're not great i think they're really like running out of ideas for jerseys but there are definitely like some teams that will uh, be more lenient into like changing it up and stuff. When you're not going to see the Celtics and the Lakers, they're not they're not changing how their jerseys look. Like, no, because why would they? They they've been they've had the same jerseys for like what seventy years. Yeah, exactly. You'll change the colors on them, but you're not going to change. You'll never change the Lakers on the front. Like you're not going to put a the L or whatever like you would with the Magic or something. Um, but I do like the Raptors one. They're pretty good. I probably like those ones the best. We are biased. Yeah. We are Raptors fans. We're from Canada, if you're listening to us from somewhere else. 
So, yeah, we're, sometimes we're a little bit biased on the Raptors, but we're very realistic fans as well. So the next thing I want to bring up um, is the whole Miles Leonard slur that he had. And what what exactly happened to him? Did he get he got kicked out or did he just get fined? He got fined the maximum allowed fine, fifty thousand dollars, and he got suspended from all activities for the Miami Heat for a week. Um, yeah. So if you guys don't know the story, he was on a Twitch stream. He's a part of the Phase Clan, actually. Oh wow, I actually didn't know that. Yeah, so he's a part of the Phase Clan, which is like one of the biggest uh, e gaming esports sort of uh, clans in the world and he's a part of one of them and I guess I don't know if he was responding to a comment that was being made or something like that but he made an anti-semitic slur and obviously that's not no that does, that doesn't fly it well obviously it's not flying doesn't fly in the podcast not cool anywhere it shouldn't be it shouldn't have happened he shouldn't have said it like I'm sure he regrets it, but I mean, like, the damage is done at that point, and there shouldn't be any tolerance for that. Yeah, if you're famous like that, just you have to watch what you say. Even if he didn't mean it, you got to just watch what you say. You're always going to have somebody watching you. You're always going to have somebody listening to you, and you just got to be smarter with what you said. I hope he he truly doesn't believe in what he said. I hope he's a stand-up guy, and he'll he'll man up and – and respond and give apologies but the damage has been done so how long is he not playing for just a week that's it eh? yeah that's pretty light if you ask me um but i think like i don't know if it were i would like i know it's every circumstance is different and every situation is different but if you were to put it to just the common, like, and I don't want to get into, like, racism and stuff in here, but, like, just the common, like, what what's going on right now? Like, the white versus black or, like, um, the police versus civilians, right, in some places. He would be done. Like, he wouldn't be done. But I don't know. I think a week is just so light for what what went on. And if if the situation was a little bit different, I think he could have gotten a lot more trouble. I think if, if you, if I go into work and I start spewing stuff like that, I'm getting fired. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That that is true. Yeah. It's, it's way too late. Or what if you walk down the street, just doing that when you get arrested, you throw throw in jail or your ass kicked or yeah, that's the thing. So yeah, um, we're not about any of that in the podcast. We we're not, uh, we're not racist or anything like that, so we're just we just wanted to bring that up just in case you guys weren't aware. You can look it up, Myers Leonard, and just just have you can have your own opinions on it. But yeah. yeah, just not not here. Not cool from us. Our opinion on that is not uh, it's not okay. So the last topic we're gonna tackle is uh, we're gonna go and just predict the finals. Let's see. Yeah. Let's see who we think's going to make. Let's go let's go Eastern Conference final, Western Conference final and then to the finals. Yeah, I like that. I think to a lot of teams with all this hype are getting knocked out early. I think the Suns are going to knock out early. I can really see the Jazz getting knocked out early. Um with the Nuggets. Like people that or the teams that kind of made um like a good run in the bubble getting knocked out 
pretty early. And then, well, and then the Suns, just because I don't think they're that good, to be honest. So who do you have in the Western Conference final? So the Western Conference, I'm going to go with the Lakers. So I'm going to put them against the L.A. Clippers. I'm going to go L.A. versus L.A. Uh, I think Kawhi and Paul George can hopefully get it done. They definitely need a big man. <laughs> with I think who do they have? Zubat? Zubat? Zubatch or whatever. Zubatch, yeah. So I think they can get it done. Um, but I do think the Lakers are going to go to the finals. Spoiler. So you think Lakers over Clippers in the West? Yeah, that's what I think. What about you? I honestly, I, I kind of disagree with your thoughts on all those bubble teams not going to, they're, they're, they're all going to falter. I think, I think the Jazz are just, they're built differently. Having like a, a veteran guy like Mike Conley is huge. Donovan Mitchell can go off for 40 if he needs to. Obviously, we were talking about Rudy Gobert. He can shut down anyone. Boyan Bogdanovich picking him up in the offseason. Yeah, that was actually was nice. a really good pickup by them. They're terrific offensively. They're third in the league offensively. And um, I have to have them against the Lakers too. The Lakers, when Anthony Davis are back, when he comes back, they're just a different squad. Anthony Davis can spread the floor, and Anthony Davis can... He just brings a different game, especially when him and LeBron are playing the two-man, where both of them could go post up with the other one outside. So as long as Anthony Davis and LeBron are working together... It's hard for me to to root against the Lakers. And in the East, what do you got, Shane? Or do you want me to start this one off? Um, well, we'll mix it up. We'll let you start the East off right now. I, I already know who I, who I got. I'm going to start with the Milwaukee Bucks. Giannis is just such a threat. I know he, he's got to work on his shooting game and his, and his clutchness. But just having, having a team like them is just... So good. Chris Middleton's been quiet again, a little bit quieter than last year. But having having a team like him, Drew Holiday at the point, Brooke Lopez can step out and kill a team like he does, like he did last year. Dante DiVincenzo has even been starting, and he's a, a three down, uh, three point threat. So Giannis doesn't have to do everything there. And I'm gonna put them against uh, the 76ers. The 76ers, we've been we've been rooting for them all all. This whole episode, pretty yeah, much. I'm, I'm not a fan of the 76ers. I'm, I'm honestly not a fan either. No. I mean, I was a fan of the AI 76ers, oh, yeah. but that was about it. There's players I, I respect from the oh, Sixers, but obviously, as as Raptors fans as we are, we're not going to uh, we're not going to talk smack about them because we beat them in Game Seven. Or like a buzzer beater shot. If you guys saw Game that buzzer beater win. by Kawhi, I don't know. I don't know if it was all over the internet or anything. So, you probably hear all of Canada freaking out when that dropped. Uh, you heard me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I got the 76ers versus the Bucks, And I'm going to wait till after you say to say who goes to the final. All right. So, the East obviously is lackluster this year, I'd say. Um, it's always pretty dull compared to the West. But... These have good teams, right? They have teams that can pull out championships. So I think there's four teams in the East that are good this year. Sorry, three teams in the East that are good this year. Um, the 76ers, the Nets, and the Bucks. So definitely out of those three, 
two of them are going to make the Eastern Conference, in my opinion. I am going to go with my coach of the year and say the Brooklyn Nets are going to um, surpass the Bucks if they do face each other. I think the Nets could beat the Bucks. That's not saying that they're even going to face each other. You don't know. But I'm going to put them against the 76ers as well because with that Doc Rivers team, uh, it's going to be hard to beat. It's going to be hard to beat. Um, and to move on to the next round, ah, oh, man. I'm going to go 76ers. I'm going to go 76ers versus Lakers in the finals. I'm going Bucks. I'm going Bucks versus Lakers just because Giannis, just because just what he can do. I think he's truly the only player in the NBA that can guard LeBron other yeah. than Kawhi Leonard. Excuse me. Well, yeah. Yeah, can't That's not true. forget about him. But, yeah, I think if Giannis – if it's a Giannis versus LeBron – it's, that might be like LeBron passing the torch. Yeah, actually, that was uh, it was something I wanted to bring up in this podcast as well. Is like after LeBron leaves, like who's who's going to be stepping up? Obviously, it's going to be Giannis, but Doncic, Doncic, and again, it's kind of um like a shift in the NBA because now we're going to have a face of the NBA that is non-American, probably for the first time. That's so in true. In a really long time, ever. Yeah, not that I can't remember any of them, any yeah. other ones. That's but. a really good point. And we're gonna have two, Doncic and Giannis. Like Steph will be there, obviously, but that's just different. He's already been the face for a bit. All right, so Seventy Sixers. I got Seventy Sixers versus Lakers in the final. Who you got? I got Lakers in six. Okay. Just because I don't want to piggyback on what you've been saying with the Lakers, but. LeBron and Anthony Davis, I think, are unstoppable this year. Um, with if you can get playoff Caruso like we had last year, Bubble Caruso, then I think they could do some real damage. And you can't forget about Kuzma; he can like solidly put up twenty points. I'm gonna shock you here. I think the Bucks finally do it. I think the Bucks. I, I just think they have enough, and I don't think Anthony Davis will be 100% the rest of the season. That's what I'm banking on. I'm banking on Anthony Davis getting to the playoffs, and they're, I don't think the Lakers are just going to run through the West. I think they're going to have some tough, hard series, maybe going through six or seven games. And I don't think Anthony Davis's body can handle that. I think he gets tired. I think he breaks down slowly. Well, he's definitely not used to it being on the Pelicans. Yeah. I, th- I think that's exactly what happens. I think that by maybe the second or third game of the finals, Anthony Davis isn't there anymore. And that's that's where I'm that's what I'm thinking. I think Milwaukee wins it in six. Yeah. Are they doing the like traditional or we don't know what the We don't playoff, know how they're doing the playoffs playoff yet. Plan yet eh? No. I would like to see the bubble again. It was a pretty good concept. Like if you're gonna go COVID crazy, I'd like to see the bubble. Yeah, but, why not do the bubble? I mean, right now they're playing home games like with everywhere fans. In, everywhere except Toronto. Yeah, with fans. Does Toronto get fans? In Tampa Bay. Yeah, in Tampa, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay Raptors. I'm not too sure. Before we start wrapping everything up, let's just talk about the trade deadline quickly. Um, do you think there's going to be any impact on it? I think Oladipo might move. I just think the Rockets are an absolute 
dumpster fire right now. Yeah. They've lost 14 straight. Jeez. Guess how many games Christian Wood's been out? 14 games. Oh, my gosh. They're 0-14 since he went out. That's inc- that's actually bad, man. So, Oladipo's just not finding his groove there. I think he's going to move to a contender. Uh, he needs to at this point. He's not... He's not at what he used to be, though. No. He just had some bad teams, man. Yeah. He was just on bad teams. I... I don't see anything else crazy going on, though. No. Some contenders are going to pick up some vets. Yeah, exactly. There's we, not too many We were talking about it earlier. Around. We were talking about it earlier, the buyouts. LaMarcus Aldridge leaving the Spurs. P.J. Tucker's going to end up leaving yeah. the Rockets. They'll all go to contenders. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Where, where do you think Aldridge goes? Oh, that's a good question. Who needs a big so, bet? Well, what did I say? The L.A. Clippers, I think. Yeah. Right? I could see them. I could see them going to the Clippers. Though... To be honest, if I were him, I'd probably move to the East. He probably got a better better trip to the finals if you go on the Bucks. But the thing is, like, you can't rock Aldridge. Like, is he even a center? He's kind of he's like a power center. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he doesn't play super down low, but he'll like rock within five feet of the. He's got zone. one of the nastiest elbow jumpers of all time. Yeah. Oh, for sure, definitely. But yeah, he he stuck with those Trailblazer teams forever. He, yeah, I was surprised about I that. Respect, I respect everything he's done. I don't think he's... He's made some really smart decisions. He's made a sh- shit ton of money. And I don't really I don't really see... I see him going to a contender. I don't see him getting a ring. But good for him regardless. He's had a hell of a career. He's been on Team USA and stuff. Um, but yeah, do you see any trades going on? Not overly. Nothing that's like gonna stun like groundbreaking this league yeah i think that yeah vets will be shifted around maybe a couple point guards here and there like who needs them um kyle lowry had some rumors around him but now he says no matter what he's gonna retire raptor even yeah, if it's too. a one-day contract that's where he's going with that but i don't think i don't think they'll be able to i don't think they'll be able to ship him out by trade deadline and i don't know if he wants to maybe he does maybe he just doesn't like losing anymore but like they're not doing terrible yeah they're in 10th place they can still make the playoffs so yeah we'll we'll definitely see what's going on it's been it's been a crazy crazy year in the nba and it'll just continue to get crazier so yeah this has been episode two of the topic tacklers i'm liam dunlop and i'm shane bryant you can check us out on facebook at the topic tacklers and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Liam S. Dunlop. Shane, where can we find you, bud? Uh, you can actually find me also on Facebook, The Topic Tacklers, and TikTok as well at Your Guy Bry Official. Also, you can find me at Twitch, on Twitch, at Your Guy Bry Official as well.